Good day, everyone. This is uh, Vince Hawkins and Bill Molden, and this is the Vince and Bill Show. All right, coming to you this uh, Sunday, July twenty fifth, six, July twenty sixth. <laughs> it's the day after the twenty fifth. That's right. And uh, it's good to be with you today, um, Bill. How you doing? Man, I am doing good, and I'm excited about uh, talking about this amazing sermon and challenge of prayer. Uh, I honestly thought after listening to your opening story, we really should have named the the sermon, Get Your Bell Money Ready. Uh, You know, because again, I think we're always led to places where if on our own strength, we're always going to lead ourselves into trouble. Yes. And sometimes prayer is the great remedy, not only to our own inaction or our own action, but really it's the remedy to how things are shaped. And I think you did a great job of bringing in uh, the aspects of what our prayers actually do before God. Amen. Amen. Yes, it was, uh, you know, I think I was telling you earlier, I was wrestling uh, with this, uh, these two verses. We are finishing our, diving back into our theme, rather, Ephesians. Our theme for the year is equipped, coming from Ephesians chapter four. And we, um, because of everything that's been going on, COVID, more of the social unrest in our society, we took about a month off from Ephesians, maybe six weeks, and just been trying to meet some needs. And so now we're back in Ephesians. Jeff did a great job last week talking about the mystery of grace. And uh, so today, it's in chapter three, verse 14 and 15. Yeah. And uh, and I love how how uh, you really uh, kind of took a passage, uh, just two verses like you said, for this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. Mm-hmm. And you took that and you jumped to some really dynamic stories in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. And I thought for our podcast, it would be great if you could kind of fill us in on how did you go from the reason why Paul was bowing before the Father to the stories in Exodus highlighted in uh, in Deuteronomy mm-hmm. and to, and to uh, Jeremiah. I, I think the... The, the podcast listeners would really be blessed to kind of hear. How does a journey like that happen? Well, um, you know, I was telling you earlier that um, I, yesterday, I mean, kind of wrestling with this all week, been kind of a busy week, uh, looking at these two verses all week long, talking about, okay, you know, about posture, kneeling, uh, there being no real command for how we pray, you know, uh, prostrate, if you will, standing, sitting, walking, you know, on your face, whatever. So I've been wrestling with that all week. Uh, then you and I had a conversation the other day where you just talked about, you know, uh, you know, Rome and the idea of kneeling uh, before the emperor or kneeling, uh, bowing yourself to the false gods of that age. And just thinking about Paul, Paul's always trying to echo something in the Old Testament. He's a great theologian. And so mm-hmm. just thought, you know, and, and honestly, just the spirit put on my heart that, you know, I really feel like we've been in the New Testament a lot. I really feel like, I don't know, I've been, been feel like I've been called back. I want to do something in the Old Testament. So, Thinking about Paul, you know, how he echoes the Old Testament constantly in his writings, I just thought, there's got to be something here on prayer. There's got to be some stories here. I mean, obviously, there are many of them, but what are some of the great stories of prayer in the Old Testament? Of course, 
Moses comes to mind uh, as he interceded for God's people, for Aaron. And just as I was reading that, like I said, nothing, it just had not jumped out at me before where God tells Moses, now leave me alone so that I can destroy these people. I'm just going, <laughs> wow. God just told Moses to leave him alone. And Moses said, I don't think so. I'm not going to leave right, you alone. Right. I'm actually going to hang in here, God. And so I, we, you know, I think we talked about intercessory prayer maybe last year at some point. So that story is kind of fresh in my heart and mind a little bit. But yeah, that's kind of how I landed there. But I really, I was telling you earlier, I went out on three different prayer, uh, two prayer drives and a prayer walk, trying to figure out. This was just yesterday wrestling with. What does God want me to talk about tomorrow? And uh, using my sermon is a little bit more well thought out by Thursday or Friday. And yesterday, it was not until right before I went to bed when it kind of finally hit Amen. me. Amen. So. Amen. You know, and I think that's important. Uh, it's it, it's important for us as as members and as an audience to understand that when when someone is preaching a message that kind of kind of catches you off guard and takes you to one of the most convicting, challenging stories that you could think of, you know, God going from now leave me alone because I'm about to whoop fire on these people to all right, I'll relent. Yeah. You know, that is a challenging story because you kind of go, I don't know if God has ever listened to me that way. Yeah. But when you hear something like that, you have to know you don't come to stories like that unless the guy speaking has been led there by prayer. Mm. And I think one of the things uh, that's important to keep in mind, if you really want to grow in your faith, take a note out of Moses's book. It wasn't for their sake. That's right. It wasn't for Moses's sake. Right. It wasn't for his brother Aaron's sake right. that he interceded. It was for God's that's own right. namesake. That's really good. Yeah. And good. I think that's an invitation for us you know, as we tend to approach God for very self-seeking reasons, not very that good. that's bad. We should always pray for our own righteousness and, and stuff. But when you start to think of how do I grow in my prayer, coming before God, going, God, you know what you could do right now that would really make your name great? Yeah. You know, just even that statement is something that I think uh, would be a great takeaway for us. Yeah, um, that's and- a great point, and I think that's you know that 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 is an excellent point. Moses definitely, you know, obviously the humility, yet confidence, the the you know not being overly confident or not being overly false. Humility, if you will. Not yeah, to, no, it's you good. know just being able to approach God in such a way where He cared about God, mm. <laughs> cared about what God wanted. He knew, God, this. I know this is not how things are supposed to go. I know this is not how you intended to go, wanted to go. I know you want something different, and just from that place to be able to uh, reason with God was is that is very that is. Very impressive. So thank you for sharing. By the way, that's a good point. Amen. I should have included that in my sermon, by the way. (laughs) Well, you know, it is a part of my discipler workshop, which will come again in 2021. Uh, You know, but I I think it's important for us just as a sneak peek that we're in each other's lives to become more like Jesus. And that's true. But Jesus also kind of 
has this expectation that we also would become God's friend. Yeah. And this is one of those moments in the Old Testament where you kind of go, oh, that's what a friend of God would do. Right. And so I think that's great. I think, uh, you know, you also had this great reminder at the end of that point, which I just thought, you know, that just bears repeating over and over again, is that God will never let go of his real purpose. That's right. That's right. It's true. You know, and God will, God is willing to work some things out. He is uh, definitely, you know, there are some details that God will rearrange, but all of it is is ultimately about getting all of humanity with him getting Amen. us back to that garden place if you will so and that's exciting that's that's refreshing i think yeah that's kind of what moses knew moses knew that god i know you want these people crossing i yeah. know you want them crossing over you know what i mean so how do we get them there <laughs> you know what i mean Amen. it's kind of so that's that's really cool yeah i love that and then that led 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 to the next point where prayers make a difference in our circumstances yeah and, uh, you know, and I love the fact that you, uh, you very artfully kind of go, you know, our circumstances really sometimes come about because in all of creation, yeah. we're the only thing that's been allowed to make the choice uh, to disobey God. Right. And uh, when you think about the circumstances you pray the most about, I would have to say the high percentage of them is because I done made some decisions and now I'm in some trouble. And so God, could you hook a brother up? Yep. And, uh, but I, I love that, that although that is true, you kind of, you bring in this great story of Hezekiah out of uh, second Kings 20, where really his fate is sealed, Yeah. but he turns to God anyway. Yeah. And you see this incredible act of mercy, and uh, and I, and I think what a great contrast because you have God as the one that's ready to kind of seal some a whole nation's fate, yeah. But then uh, prayer changes his mind, and then you have this this situation where the king's fate is sealed, right? But then his posture before before God changes his mind. Yes. Which is awesome. Hezekiah, remarkable story. I think so impressive about Hezekiah in obviously what God does with Hezekiah, but that Hezekiah, when he receives this news, just, I mean, does not even go there with Isaiah. <laughs> Doesn't, I mean, Isaiah is, is, I mean, talk about bringing bad news. I mean, you know, Isaiah didn't even come with a with a gift or a flower, and he just comes with bad news. And Hezekiah doesn't turn toward Isaiah, doesn't blame him, doesn't go after him, but he turns to God. And I think that was really just sort of maybe one of the broad, bigger points, I feel like, that all that we have going on, we are very often uh, more locked into looking for answers to our circumstances in every Thing else, every other false god in some cases, yeah. except going to God, except turning our face to God and praying to him Amen. and trusting him that he's got these circumstances and he will work them out. Amen. So, Amen. And how reassuring is it just to always have before us that we must go to God and, and I'm just kind of listening exactly what you said mm-hmm. because he is listening. Yeah. 
he is the only one who can change it. Yeah. And he is the only one who is totally engaged. That's right. That's right. Um, fantastic. And it, and it kind of, and I think it's, it's exciting because we were challenged to really start making prayer and especially joining in the prayer groups, really making this a part of who we are as a family. And uh, but I think it's not just the activity of prayer. I think we've been given some dynamics of prayer that we should just imitate. Yeah, you know, I think you highlighting Moses, you know, lifting up, hey God, this is for your namesake. Mm-hmm. I think for Hezekiah, he's resigned to, oh God, if this is the way it's going to be, this is the way it's going to be. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, God acts and he and he and he moves and. I mean, Isaiah was on his way out the dough, and he turn around, go back. <laughs> yeah. um, but what if we, as God's people, just came together and laid ourselves before before Him instead of getting the bell money ready? <laughs> what if we just yeah. uh, just had this type of posture as a congregation yeah. before God? Yeah, that's a good point. I think that, you know, I, I'm confident that this is why <laughs> this is why we're in the spot we're in right now, is that really, God really wants us to uh, come to him. Yeah. And um, I think this nation needs disciples to raise up in this moment. I think God is willing and ready to heal the land. Amen. I think God wants to... I think God wants to do all of those things. I, I, I believe that. We've got to believe that. And yet, it's more often than not that we want to blame some king. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We want to mm-hmm. blame some other false god. We want to look to some other false god, right? Uh, you know, we, we can't trust in the God who we do not see and pray to him. No, we, we've got to. We've got to get a calf. We've got to fashion. We've got to, We've got everything in the world. We're looking to solve and to fix. And I think God really wants us to come to him. And do we believe and do we still believe in a powerful God that's listening to us? Amen. If God hears us and he does hear us, do we believe God hears us and that God will heal the land? It's going to take those kind of prayers. So yeah, the the challenge, I think sometimes is a it's a noisy world. I'm really trying to have prayer times that personally, uh, more silence, more listening, more quietness, sometimes walks where I'm just not rattling off a bunch of things, but I'm just trying to listen to God. And I'm really searching for, for peace in the midst of chaos constantly. And I think, yeah, so that's why I threw that out there. I think we all need a day of peace and yeah. quiet and prayer. We probably need it an hour a day. We call ourselves, we call these quiet times. Sometimes they're not very quiet, um, but. <laughs> We Loud need times. yes, right. We need yeah. quietness, more quietness, so we can hear the spirit of God more. So yeah, you know, and it's funny because as young Christians, uh, you know, our quiet times were really loud times because we were stirring up fire from within. True, you know. But uh, the thing about fire is that if it's not fed, mm. it will eventually go out. Good point. Good point. And so, where do you get the fuel to keep burning? It's prayer, man. That's, That's right. It. That's, That's it. right. So I'm excited about this challenge. This lesson really ministered to my own heart mm. uh, because obviously, you know, you could be in the habit of something, sure, but really not have the belief in what you were doing. Amen. And so I was reminded 
that, man, I'm not praying to a big enough God. Mm. Uh, my prayers are a little too controlled. Same here, bro. A little too tame. A yeah. little too kind of fits in. Well, it looks like this is the way it's going to be. Mm. Instead of really petitioning God for his own namesake, instead of really coming before God's like, hey, if this is the way it is, then fine. Amen. But uh, if the answer is yes, then life comes comes back. But if the answer is no others will get to live because of this. Amen. So just fantastic, fantastic study today. Amen. uh, Well, I know you're also, by the way, just, you know, you're reading a book on prayer, aren't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. In fact, uh, we're coming up on the very end of it. Really? The Praying Life. Fantastic book. Yeah. Uh, One of those books, you know, because Ed is, you know, he's a student of the word. He's in going to Harding. Yeah. And, uh, you know, sometimes you get thrown books that are kind of like, I don't have time to read it. (laughs) Uh, And this was one of those books that Ed just said, okay, I'm just going to read this. And holy cow. Really? I mean, well, actually, never say holy cow when you just heard a (laughs) message on Exodus. (laughs) Not unless... Did yeah. uh, did Ed, when Ed brought that to us? I think everyone in the Bible talk kind of felt like, "Do we really need this, Ed? Really?" That's <laughs> right. And then uh, what we discovered is just this—you uh, know—the the act of prayer is our first step in humility. Wow, yeah, that's good. It is it is the releasing our control on our own lives. That's right. And laying it before God. And one thing that this particular author does is that he teaches his readers how to keep tabs on what God does in answer. Oh, wow. That's awesome. And so, yeah, and it's right at the end of the book, right as we're getting into it. So I'm excited. I mean, I think obviously the Holy Spirit has has this on its mind and heart for the Gateway City Church. Yes. Uh, He wants us to be prayerful. He wants us to be reliant. And so if you're if you're wanting a book on the subject, The Praying Life is a great book. Uh, obviously, get into your family groups and, and Bible talks. Uh, spend some time in prayer, but yes. pray to a big God Amen. who is listening. Amen. He is listening and will change your circumstances. Amen. God bless, guys. Amen. Thanks, guys. Till next week. Bye-bye.